I want you to know when you leave here over the next two to three days, the number one thing, without doubt, the number one, the most critical thing, the thing that is going to change it the most is this. If you get a very, very clear jigsaw puzzle of what your life is going to look like three months, six months, 12 months, three years, five years. And I've got to tell you that that's what you need to have because when you've got a clear why, the what and the how show up. Full stop. End of story. This is not a PhD degree. You don't need 27 years of going through some corporate ladder. That experiment is now failed. We no longer live in a world where you will go sit at a um, corner office and you will serve your time and you will make heaps and heaps of money. What you get paid for today in 2015 is this. I will solve your problem and you will pay me money. That's it. And the people that solve the most problems get paid the most amount of money. You want to be rich? Solve a problem for a human being. You want to be mega rich? Solve a problem for the masses. That slide, one you have a good look. That's my treatment room, Royal Prince Alfred Hospital. The chair over there, that green one there, that was my chemo chair. One day in chemo, it was about halfway through my treatment, year two, I was sitting in that chair and I got off my mobile phone and I was talking to someone. And it was a terrible conversation with this person. And I hung up. And I remember, to this day, that was the turning point. Because I said to myself, as I hung up, I said, Tom, cut the bullshit. You're scared. You're packing shit, Tom. You're sick. You're unhealthy. It is draining to stay strong on the outside when your life is falling to bits on the inside. Tom, things aren't good. Tom, you need to face the truth. Drop the ego. Drop the bullshit. What's working in your life and what's not working in your life. That was the most powerful 30 seconds of Tom Panos's life on this planet. The day I said, I've got to accept it. Things are shit. I got up, I got a pen and paper and I put down a line down the center and I said, what's working, what's not? And I began to write a list. What wasn't working was this. I was unhealthy. What wasn't working was this. I had low levels of energy. What wasn't working was this. I had people around me that were dickheads. I didn't even like them. What wasn't working was I was doing no exercise. What wasn't working is I'd wake up and I would be depressed if it wasn't a Sunday. What wasn't working was this. I had no goal. I had no reason. I had no jigsaw. I said, what's working in your life? 
there was a few things. The one thing was, I was alive, and I thought to myself, Tom, as shit as it feels to be in this room, right here, right now, you're going through chemo, but there are others who never got the chance. So that's a positive. I thought, what else is working in my life? Hey, I've got a family. I'm in Australia. They're, we don't have bombs going on here. My, my daughter's healthy. I thought, okay. So I started focusing what's right in my life. And then I started thinking to myself, okay, that's it. I'm not putting up with it. No longer am I prepared to just get through the day. I'm going to be getting things out of the day. So I left that day and I went straight to a gym. This is me signing up at FitBods, signing up. That was like, I just, I mean, if it looks shit, imagine my PA putting this presentation together, having to put up with that photo. <laughs> signing up. I thought, okay, that's it. But I've got to tell you, I signed up at gyms like 20 times in my life. It was always around January 2 or January 3 each year. But this time it was different. This time... I was all in. This time, there was no plan B. This time, option was not a... There was no way that I had an option to fail. There was no chance. I was like all in. It was like being at the poker table, Texas, and saying, I'm throwing everything in. I'm burning the bridges. That's it. And I've got to tell you, from the bottom of my heart, and I say this to you because I'm grateful that I'm alive and I'm healthy, and I just feel like if I can get you to go through that, that, that one or two minute where you turn around and you say, fuck it, no more. I'm fucking sick and tired of having to put up with a second version of myself. And it's not till you have a total discontent between the current and the future that you make that decision, and it's critical. This is the most critical decision that you're gonna make of your life. It's the day that you turn around and say, that's it, 100%, there's no turning back. Gang, I want you to write down on your pad two things that you reckon if you did these things and you smashed them in the next 30 days, your life would start improving. Please write that down, please write that down. Please write it down. Can I just share with you some of the things that happened over those next 30 days, the transformation? The first thing I did is I joined a club. That club was called the 5am club. Full stop. Now, here's the thing. Please understand, everything is hard before it's easy. Remember that. The second thing I'm going to tell you about the 5am club was this. The first 10 days were shit. The next 10 days were like better. It's been like seven, eight years of just feeling awesome. The next ritual I had was exercise, daily exercise. Changed everything. The next ritual I had was this. 
I went off and I ruthlessly eliminated dickheads out of my life. I didn't call them up and say, hi, it's Tom here, how are you going? I'm letting you know you're now on my dickhead list and you're being... <laughs> but it's, it, you, you, you don't do that, right? I did it in a very intelligent way, and that is that what actually happens is you stop returning phone calls or you delay things. And after a while, you know, like, don't get me wrong, I, you know, I'd still, I'd still get the occasional weirdo that would ring me up at 2.30 in the morning and there'd be music in the background and they'd say to me, Tom, um, are you nearby? So what I started doing is I thought, nah, fuck it. I'm ringing them up at five o'clock when I wake up in this morning. <laughs> and they stopped ringing me at 2.30. I used to ring up and say, hi, it's Tommy. I realize I've got a call. It must have been urgent. I thought I'd get on to you straight away. <laughs> the next thing I did was this. I started writing down my goals every day. And the reason I wrote down the goals every day was this. I'm not, you know the, the movie The Secret? I reckon that's bullshit. I simply do not believe that if you visualize something, it's going to happen. I believe that you need a combination of ambition plus action. You need both things, full stop. But what I found out is when I wrote down my goals every day, I started advertising to myself like a commercial of a preview of my life's coming highlights. I also found out that by writing down my goals, I was helping myself to understand that when things got tough, why I was doing it. So I urge everyone to have a vision board. A vision board is a photo of the things, the house. Like anyone that's on my real estate gym program would have seen Patrick McKinnon this week and last week. Year one in real estate, 750,000 in gross commission income, ex-butcher. You would have seen all the slides that he had, his templates, his forms. 750 GCI. See, we're seeing a new generation of agents that have come in and what they're doing is they hit the, the ground running. They look good, they dress sharp, they've got high levels of energy, they go in and they follow a recipe and a template. Here's a quick tip, this is one of the things he does. He puts on, on his mobile phone, everyone under X, because he doesn't have a lot of people, he puts down all the people that he is following up to chase their listing. So when he's driving along, he just presses X and they all come up and he starts calling them. Hey, just wanted to let you know that we just sold 27 Smith Street for 850 and I just wanted you to know that um, your house is better than that, just touching base. So he makes it easy for himself to succeed. There's a simple tip that he does. You know, I'm just thinking about some of the tips that these guys, you know, I've picked up in these, you know, real estate gym interviews that I do with them. Like Ivan Breshik, what about Ivan Breshik? Three, man, this guy is extraordinary, amazing. Like the call comes in and he sums it up. He said, Tom, let's cut the bullshit. Motivation doesn't show up in words. Motivation shows up in actions. He goes, you know what my best agents do? They go in and what they do is they look at every property on the market from every other agent. They collect the brochure and they go back to the office. And then the next time they go out to a listing presentation, they say to the vendors, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, I'm letting you know, these are the homes that your home is going to be in competition to because your home is going to be on the market in competition, not in isolation. And I've made it my job to make sure that I have studied exactly those properties. And by the way, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, 
Most of the people that are going to come over and see you, all they've got is little RP data images of properties. That's because they haven't gone in and inspected them. My job is to make sure that I know the strengths and weaknesses of every home that you're up against because when I'm talking to a buyer, I'm going to highlight those strengths and weaknesses. That's what we talk about, true product knowledge. Some of the other things that I think about, I think about Dib writing a million dollars a year. What did he do? He solved the problem. In his area, there's a new freeway being built. And everyone's paranoid. What's the new freeway going to do? So what he did was this. He wrote out a report. The report says this. What the West Connects will do to the value of your home. Contact me to get a free copy of the report. He's collected 3,000 email addresses from that. If they like you, they listen to you. If you solve a problem, they pay you money. Gang, here's a bunch of guys. John McGrath, Alex Waters, Danny Hayes, Gavin Rubenstein, James Tostevin. I'll tell you a little bit about, like, if you ask me right now, in Australia, if you want to listen to someone whose audio matches his video, you listen to James Tostevin. I was one of the people involved in the top 100 rankings, REB. I looked at the numbers. I saw them with my own eyes. The guy's a fucking machine. It's the truth. Not only that, you open up some brochures from real estate agents 20 years ago, you never see them. James is still here. I'm into sustainability. And I'm not into one night wonders. His audio matches his video. Marcus Ciminello, Mark Kentwell, Mark DiGiulio, Matty Steinway, one of my closest friends and I would say one of the best practitioners and educators at the same time. Michael Clark, Michael Coombs, Philly Harris is speaking here. Some of these guys are speaking here, Vivian Yap. And I know everyone wants me to give him a few scripts and dialogue, so I'll just fly through, through a couple here. Here's a great piece of dialogue to use when you've sold a property. You sell a property, that afternoon you go out to your Magic 50, the 50 people around your signboard, and you say this to them. By the way, I'm just letting you know that we just sold the house four doors up. Would you like to know the new value of your home? Great dialogue to create a presentation. Next piece of dialogue is this. Every person that's coming through open for inspections, great piece of dialogue. Can I ask you, is this your first purchase in the area or your second? This gives you information on are they a potential vendor. Another way of saying it is this, as people come through, thanks for coming through, are you researching buying or selling today? The best piece of dialogue that I can tell you to handle price at the listing presentation is this. Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, the value of your home is dependent on four things. Location, presentation, the agent you pick, and the strategy you use. The good news is you control 
three of those four. You don't control location, but you control everything else. So Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, whilst we cannot control the price today, we can control the process. And Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, let me tell you, it's the process, not the promise of a price that will get you top dollar. Can I go through that process? The last thing I'm going to leave you here is I mean it from the bottom of my heart. At the end of the day, real estate clients don't want to meet a real estate agent. The happiest I became in my life is when I went back to who I was supposed to be, not the, what the world had told me to become. As I finish off here, I'm going to tell you this. My final words to you is this. Never, ever, ever turn around and say, but it's better than nothing. That's bullshit. What your life is this. Do not treat the past as equaling the future. My final words to you is this. In a world that's constantly trying to change you, the people are the most attractive are the people that are themselves. So I say this. Forget about who you think you should be and be who you are and never, ever, ever let your personal history get in the way of your destiny. Thank you so much.